Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. Should I even say welcome back? I mean, after that 0-4 loss we just had against Real Madrid in the second leg of the Copa del Rey semifinals, just a completely shambolic performance by Barca in the second half after a, you know, very lively and what I thought a very well-played first half that culminated in that goal at the very end, 46th minute for Vinicius Jr. that really just turned this whole tie upside down. And, you know, you have Sergio Roberto going there and saying into the press, the first goal touched our morale. And this game kind of encapsulated one of the biggest uh, psychological problems we've all known about and seen for the last, I don't know, eight years or something like that. Where Barca, we just, in those big moments when things really matter and the team needs to pull off some clutch moments, we just don't have that magic and that mentality to push through. That Real Madrid honestly have, like we've seen, you know, last year's Champions League run with all those comebacks come to mind. Uh, and I just get frustrated seeing the team just give up, right? I mean, after a first half where we were really giving it to Real Madrid, uh, you know, even though Rafinha was kind of taken out of the game by Kamavinga, we still had Gavi making some some great plays to get the ball forward to Lewandowski, who, you know, unfortunately has been pretty absent throughout this uh, 2023 year so far. Kessier played some of his best ball. I've seen him play with Barca, showing us some kind of finesse with the ball and ability to, you know, move the ball around that I, again, haven't seen for this season. And we just leave so disappointed, right? We've won three Clasicos in the last three months. Uh, and there were some signs when this game was going to begin uh, heading into the game that made us worried, right? We, we've won two Clasicos now without Pedri and Dembele, and I thought you know, okay, we, we have the team that's been able to put up with them, even winning 1-0 at the Bernabeu uh, in the first leg without those two players. And then, you know, we come back from injury break, Christensen, Frankie de Jong, both out again, two of our starters, right? Four of our top, I don't know, six, seven players this season, all out for this game. And, and that had me really worried. And then on the other end, what I'd saw in the, you know, 2-1 Clasico we just won in La Liga, was that Rodrigo, when he came on as a sub, he really caused a lot of problems for us. And so I was hoping before the game that when I saw the lineup sheet, I wanted Carlo Ancelotti to go to his old ways, being stubborn, not making adjustments. Unfortunately, he put Rodrigo in the starting lineup, which was a bad omen for me. And then as well, he subbed out Nacho, who had a really bad performance as that left back spot in the league class go and put in Kamavinga there. You know, uh, a huge surprise to me that, that Rafinha wasn't able to to get past Kamavinga at all, really. I, I don't know exactly the stats, but like he, he stopped him on almost every dribble he attempted. There were some random attempts for, for Rafinha to like nutmeg Kamavinga or to, to pull some tricky moves around him, and none of that worked. And so Xavi went with the lineup, you know, that I thought he had to, right? He, he goes to the back line, Araujo again at that right back spot to stop Vinicius, Kunde, Marcus Alonso as the center backs, Balde and that left back spot. And then in midfield, we went with Sergio Berto, Frank Kessier and Sergio Busquets. And then up front, Gavi, Lewandowski, and Rafinha. Could Xavi have done something different? I mean, it's possible. You know, Gavi in that left wing, you know, kind of inverted left wing spot without Pedri, I've seen hasn't really produced as much as I'd hoped for. So there, there was some possibility, I guess, Anzu Fati or Ferran Torres could come in. Both of them, of course, having scored against Elche at the weekend. But I expected this lineup to come through because the four-man midfield has worked for us, and I thought we were going to play a little bit more of a condensed game and not allow you know Real Madrid to get on the counters. And unfortunately, with Rodrigo, Vinicius, and Benzema running at us on those counterattacks, really just caused us to lose our nerve as that second half ended. There were some questions. Could Marcus Alonso have stopped them on the counter? Maybe, but still, we go into halftime. It's a 1-0 game. You know, we're tied on aggregate for the, the semifinals. 
And then the second half was really just a mystery to me. I haven't seen the team have such a stark difference between a first half that was honestly one of the best halves they've played all season to a second half where they just were asleep the whole game. And and what was very odd to me is that they, in the first half, they showed a, a level of calmness, right? When we get the ball, sometimes this Barca team under Xavi this season, when we get the ball and we push forward, sometimes we have a, 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 an unfortunate reaction to try and like move the ball too quick. And we don't pause. We don't look for you know where the runners are going, where there's holes in the defense. Sometimes we just go, go, go. Gavi, Rafinha up there, you know, pushing the ball, and then you know we can lose, uh, lose the ball sometimes. However, in this game, I felt like there was a lot more calm. The the players, you know, when they got the ball up front, they were pausing a little bit, trying to make sure that we have uh, the right passes and the right runs to to move the ball forward. In the second half, there was really no attempt to keep that same st- steady, controlled mindset. And, and, and have the ball and, and have it for a prolonged period of time to go out Real Madrid. I mean, you know, they score right after halftime with Benzema open in the eight, at the 18-yard box line, just puts a nice ball through. And then a few minutes later, Frank Kessier just has a boneheaded leg in there, gets Vinicius down, and that allows them to get, you know, the third goal. Uh, Karim Benzema somehow comes up with his scoring boots after having, you know, a pretty silent last few months here in La Liga and in uh, the Copa del Rey. So you can chalk this game up to injuries if you want. I mean, sure, like like I said, four of our top players were out of this game, four players that we really rely on, and had they been in the game, of course, it would have made a huge difference, but there really is just something wrong with the mentality of this team, and, you know, in the past, we had Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez, who would you know be able to pull a rabbit out of their hat and win us some games. Unfortunately, none of the players we have now either command, I think, like a a calming presence on the field, right? Like I said, you have Sergio Roberto, one of our vice captains, saying, you know, the first goal undid us. It's like, you know, we, we need people with better mental fortitude on the pitch to try and to try and get the, the game calm, to try and collect the players, especially when we have so many young players uh, like Gavi and Balde out there. Uh, and unfortunately, there's just not that presence. And we just continue to crumble at the first sign of an opponent giving it to us. And I'd hope things would change a little bit, right? I mean, the Clasico win, the 2-1 victory, Roberto and Kessie get, get goals. Kessie with that late goal that had the Camp Nou rocking. Even tonight, the Camp Nou was, the Spotify Camp Nou was really, really energetic. And it just feels like our players kind of let down the fans and didn't put in the performance we wanted to see. I think on Javi's end, there were some major issues. I think, for one, even though Kessier had that foul, gave away the penalty, I didn't think he was the midfielder to be subbed off, right? Instead, he subbed off... uh uh, uh in, he subbed off Kessier instead of Sergio Berto and I, and you know Sergio Berto again he has these one game every few months where he performs well like and he scores a goal like he does uh, against did against Real Madrid this game was not it he wasn't giving us very much uh at all there were many times when I saw him have a pass to to Balde in space or Gabi in space and instead he took kind of a backwards pass to slow down the offense and so you know I wasn't exactly sure if that was the best bet for us to sub out uh Kessier instead of Sergio Berto and, you know, I, I mean, I hate to, to say this because Rafinha has been huge in the absence of Usman Dembele, but it just it feels like uh, Rafinha has no ability to dribble very well, and he doesn't have the pace that I had expected him to have or, uh, you know, I thought he could show this season. And unfortunately, we just have no ability to hit on the counterattack, right? Like, I can't even ima- think about the last few times where we hit on the counterattack and we had an effective uh, performance against a big team. And, you know, with Real Madrid taking it to us, 
there was just no outlets for us to, to move on the break really quick and to get them unsettled. And that's what Usman Dembele offers. And I just can't wait to see him come back because, you know, the performance from Rafinha, even though he does squeak in those goals and assists, you know, the numbers look pretty good. And he has had some clutch points he's won for us in La Liga. Just day in, day out, full 90-minute periods, I just don't see Rafinha being the game changer we need. And Lewandowski as well. I mean, there's only so much you can continue to say, okay, he's not getting the service, he's not getting the service, right? I think in, in, in one or two or three games, you can take that as an excuse. Like, hey, we just didn't get the ball to Lewandowski. But when it's over, you know, a three, four-month period where he continues to not be able to deliver much, when he continues to try and drop back and kind of kill some of our attacks when we're, you know, uh, uh, trying to do some build-up play through the middle, it's just, it's just not been good enough so far this season. And I'm just, I'm frustrated, right? I think like all of you are too, just that our team just gave up in a big moment and it as much as Javi and he said after the the game you know we've improved so much we're on our way to winning a La Liga title hopefully you know when he came in charge we weren't even close to that we were like eighth in the league at the time and so we have done a lot better in uh in La Liga of course but you know uh, we always mentioned Roma, Anfield, Liverpool, Bayern 8-2 all of these bad moments from Barca's past where we failed in big games but you look at the Inter Milan games, Bayern Munich games uh, you look at us in the Europa League versus Manchester United, this knockout tie against Real Madrid, like those problems are continuing to persist that in these big cup knockout games, we just don't perform well. And that goes in the players and the coach and injuries happen and there needs to be something done about our physical team, uh, physical medical team to make sure that we're, you know, giving players rest. But this Javi style of play that's so press heavy that's so you know focused on trying to choke the ball away from the opponent whenever they have it it really requires a lot of of strain on the muscles and we just don't have the bench deep enough to constantly play that sound we've seen it kind of catch up to us in a season where there was a world cup in the middle it, i mean it's crazy but this is the heaviest home defeat bars have suffered since 1997 when uh, we lost to dynamo kiev 4-0 and 26 years later against Real Madrid, it just, it's going to stay in our memory for a long time. I know there's a lot of jokes to be made about how, you know, we're the ones who give these bashings to Real Madrid and now we know how it feels and they've experienced, you know, five, six, seven times this amount in the last decade alone. But it, it doesn't really absolve us of the issue and it doesn't absolve the players of just putting out such an awful performance in the second half. I wouldn't mind so much if we gave it a go and we really tried to defeat them. But when we're down 1-0, and I understand a second half, or a, sorry, a goal at the end of the first half is deflating. But for us to just come out and really just roll over for Real Madrid at the Spotify Camp Nou, it just, it's pretty embarrassing, to be honest. And uh, it, it gets frustrating just doing these videos all the time after these big defeats and these games where, you know, we're just hoping Barca can, can eke out a win and hopefully compete for another trophy. Uh, and the Copa del Rey is no longer in our grasp. But, you know, this game kind of was coming, you might say, right? We've been running on fumes for a while now. We've had, you know, there's only so long you can continue to win when you have Pedro and Dembele out and these two other injuries to Christensen and Frankie really just threw us over the top. And, you know, we've been squeaking out these the 2-1 victory, the 1-0 victories that we've all seen throughout this uh, 2022, 2023 part of the season so far. And, you know, it kind of finally caught up to us in a big game. It's going to be really frustrating to continue to see Busquets and Sergio Roberto start huge games for us, right? Sure, if they're going to stay on another year or two, they can, you know, be rotational players come in at some times. But if we're going to really compete for the Champions League, and that's my main lens through which I, I view this last end of the season for Xavi, the summer, and then next season, is that I want to see us compete in Europe. I think that's what we all want to see. 
I, and, and, you know, before the season, I was hoping quarterfinals or semifinals of the Champions League. Of course, we fell short. But if we're going to really compete, we need to add depth to the midfield. That doesn't have Busquets and Sergio Roberto being starters in these big games. And I think that will go a long way just to making sure that, you know, we have useful subs, right? Part of the whole four-man midfield tonight that Gavi put on or Javi put on is that there just were no midfielders to sub in, right? Like when Sergio Berto is not having his best match, when Sergio Busquets is running around and tired in the 70th minute, there were no midfielders at all to put on the pitch besides Pablo Torre, who again, we haven't nurtured and fostered his growth throughout the season. So we're not going to put him in this game. And so it's just, you know, we're, we're, we're left in a, in an injured state and I, I understand that, but it just wasn't good enough. It must be said, right? That there was a handball in like the fourth minute, uh, I believe it was Militao. No, I think it was Alaba who, you know, dove when Gavi was kicking the ball into the box. Pretty sure it was a handball, and it, we're just in such a precarious position where we can't really talk about the refs because, you know, Negrera and, and everyone seems to be out against us, and, and Tebas is out there making a fool of himself, uh, disparaging Barca and the press. And so, you know, I hate to say that the ref wasn't fair tonight, but I didn't really think he was. He was giving cards to Vinicius and Gavi when it was really Vinicius who'd come behind and pushed Gavi and, and, and caused a ruckus, and, and it was just overall a poorly ref game for sure. So, I mean, I guess Javi, I guess I wish Javi would have stick to the, the formula we had in the first leg, which was to play, you know, Simeone ball, as a lot of people said, but to play a game where, you know, we we weren't going to allow them to attack us on the counter. And especially when we have Marcus Alonso in the game, it just, it wasn't going to work out well. And, and there were times in that first half, especially when we had six men, you know, up in the box area to try and score a goal. And then, you know, we got, we got snake bit by it. And, and then the game kind of went from there and our, our mentality just dropped. And so, <sighs> another loss, another saddening defeat for Barca. But on, on the plus side, our team's growing, and there are some good signs in the summer that we're going to pick up some players who will hopefully add the reinforcements we need. So let me know in the comments what you guys thought about the game. <sighs> Let's go, Barca, forever and always, right? Thank you.